Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusic. Okay, everybody, welcome again to the Fusic podcast. We are here on the first snowy day in Chicago for the year. It is coming down hard, and uh, we are saying goodbye to the grass for the next five months. I am your co-host, Craig Miller, and always accompanied by TJ McGinnis. What's going on, brother? Craig, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Doing well. Fantastic Excellent. Friday. And, Excellent. Uh, just watching the snow, man. I'm just looking at the snow yeah. come down. Yep. You're going to do some snow angels this weekend? I probably am, because Hayes flies in this evening, so uh, we are probably nice. going to get some snow angels, some snowball fights, probably some baseball in the snow and and he'll he doesn't legos. Want to leave it yeah he'll he, he'll want to do legos outside in it i don't i'm gonna That's have to awesome, man. tell him no a few times on that but it'll be all right i have a lot of fond memories of building um tunnels and forts uh in my childhood in maine so there you go there's something about you don't get cold uh no actually oh. craig it's uh Awful! Out. The weather's horrible. It's raining, cloudy. I don't believe 22. you. For half a second. <laughs> Gusts of winds. So, <laughs> well, anyways, enough of this. Who, who do we? Uh, who do we have today, Craig? Oh, we have Mr. Dale. Dale is a uh, is one of the one of the most unique guys I've ever met, and one of the most inspiring guys I've met. I've seen him speak a couple times, and he always always hit close to home for me. And uh, it was just somebody that I, I felt that we, we had to get on and, and kind of apologize to everybody that we haven't had them on sooner. Um, so, Dale, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you very much. I'm, I'm excited. I'm honored to be on this. I'm, this is exciting. Awesome, bud. Well, um, as we start off with anything, uh, you know, or any show, we want to turn the mic over to you. Um, everybody, if this is your first time listening, FUSIC stands for For Everyone Who Said I Couldn't. Um, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people take that in different ways, but we, we want to have some inspiring stories on here for anybody that's going through some times that maybe they're challenged right now, or, or maybe they're challenged in themselves or, or somebody else is doubting them, or, um, we just want to give some inspiration around other people that have overcome that and, and seen success. So Dale, well, I think everybody's excited to hear your story and, and, um, I'm going to turn the mic over to you, buddy. All right, man. Well, uh, so I think that uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, so um, I I can go on and on and on about my uh, story, but truly my story is not that unique from anybody else's in a lot of ways. Um, I, like a lot of people my age, uh, was raised in a single-parent home. My, uh, my parents got divorced when I was younger, about one, and uh, so that... Uh, that caused me and uh, my mom to move around a lot um, from state to state, city to city. And uh, it wasn't until um, probably about middle school that we kind of locked into an area. Um, and uh, for us, that was uh, Eugene, Oregon. And uh, uh, we, I ended up spending the rest of my childhood in Eugene um, uh, in middle school uh, that's where I kind of really locked into um, some sports. Uh, I played sports all growing up, but uh, it seemed like uh, about the sixth, seventh grade year, eighth grade year, my 
height caught up with my uh, with my skill, and basketball seemed to be the sport that I migrated to pretty easily. Uh, in fact, my eighth grade year, uh, in uh, I started getting recruited by colleges um, for basketball, and uh, uh, playing on some AAU traveling teams and traveled across the United States, and uh, actually was on a team, qualified for a team that was going to go and play in uh, Europe. Um, and was really just, uh, that was that was the, the route that I saw myself going. Um, but as, as often uh, times uh, happens, God had different plans for me. And uh, the summer before my freshman year, I, uh, I was playing in a, in a basketball tournament and a, uh, uh, with a couple of buddies, a three-on-three tournament, and we played um, in the tournament. We got to the championship round. We ended up playing against a team that had won it the year before for the championship, and we beat them. We were excited. Uh, eighth graders, we, we thought we were pretty hot stuff. And uh, one of the guys on the other team was livid. He was yelling and screaming at his teammates and uh, just going crazy. And uh, So we took off. Took off, and about a about a week later, I was running around with a couple different guys, and we ran into this same individual who had gotten mad, and uh, he invited us to a party. And we said, "Sure." So we we go to this party, and uh, we end up uh, uh, in this uh, apartment complex or apartment, and uh, everybody's in a back room uh, doing drugs and getting drunk, and I'm just sitting up front. 14-year-old just playing Nintendo. And the same guy ended up uh, coming out of that room and uh, started trying to pick a fight with me. And uh, uh, after a few minutes, he uh, went over and picked up his picked up his sweater. Everybody decided he was going to leave. And uh, underneath the sweater was a gun. He picked up the gun and he walked over to the couch where I was sitting and he put it to my face. And he uh, he said, what's up now? You think you're bad now? You ain't so bad at the basketball court, are you? What's up now? You think you're bad now? And I'm just looking up the barrel of the gun. And he pulled the trigger and it went click. And then his friend, he looked over his friend. His friend made a hand motion. And then he cocked it and he pulled the trigger again and I fell over on the couch. And uh, in that moment, my, my life was changed forever, quite honestly. I mean, um, I went from this... Uh, superstar basketball player to um, being stuck in a hospital for three months. I uh, had to learn how to uh, walk, talk, eat, drink, sleep, everything all over again. And uh, uh, it was tough. I spent uh, the, pretty much the first part of my freshman year in the hospital and then when I did get out, I was on, uh, I was on a walker, crutches, uh, whatever, uh, whatever uh, I needed to help me, you know, get around because I couldn't walk long distances and things like that. And um, from the shooting, I ended up being deaf in my uh, my right ear, and um, I have a hemiparalysis, they call it, on my left side. So those of you who know me or seen me, I I uh, I limp. When I walk, and that's from the shooting, um, and then uh, my left arm or my left hand is, um, you know, partly closed constantly. Uh, 
Um, and then I have a traumatic brain injury. That's probably ended up being the, the most, um, the thing that impacts me the most on a day-to-day, day-to-day basis is the traumatic brain injury. Um, uh, man, it just, um, uh, was something that you don't expect, obviously, uh, and you don't ever prepare for. And when it does happen, um, Just thankful for the the family and the people that God put in my life to help me walk through that that really really difficult time. Um, so that happened when I was fourteen, and then um, uh, when I was uh, seventeen, I had pretty much, <laughs> in my mind, recouped from the shooting. I was back in school. Um, you know, I I was wasn't using a walker or or a cane or anything or crutches to walk to get around with. I had pretty much dropped all those, and I was back to living life. And uh, uh, we were uh, I was running around with a buddy, and we uh, we were um, heading up to grab a grab a taco from a from Taco Bell. And uh, we had uh, ended up cutting through a church, um, and we were going to take a shortcut. Well, the shortcut to us at 17 was to run across the freeway. And uh, so we we did. And uh, from the shooting, what I wasn't aware of is that my depth perception is, is, is it's not gone, but it's, it's really um, <laughs> not uh, lacking for... Um, I guess to say the least. And so I saw this motorcycle coming over a overpass and uh, he looked a lot farther away than he was. So as I'm running to this middle divider, he's getting closer to me. And uh, at the last moment, I just looked and just shut my eyes and he, he hit me. Uh, I was in a full stride. So he, my left leg was forward and my back leg, my right leg was back and he hit that right, that right leg. And so um, that happened in December of 2000 and, uh, or not 2000, sorry, um, December of 1997. And uh, so over the next about 10 months, um, if you count all the uh, day surgeries uh, and things like that, I had about 100 surgeries on my leg trying to save it. And... uh, then in, I think about August of 1998, my orthopedic surgeon came in and he said, um, here's the deal. You can keep your leg, and in two years, I probably still have to take it, or we can just take it right now. And I said, just take it. So in, 19, in August, about August of 1998, I uh, was amputated uh, below the knee on the right side um, and became an amputee. So a lot of a lot of times people will see me with shorts on and they'll think that's why I'm limping, but I'm not. That, that actually has zero uh, re- zero impact on my limp. Um, but that's been a that too has been an adjustment and a struggle, um, learning how to deal with um, putting a prosthesis on every day and dealing with you know the. Um, 
adjustments and the constant uh, changes that happen within your residual limb and all that kind of stuff. So um, uh, that was really tough. And then uh, in the s uh, summer, well, spring of the, the next year, so I might be getting my ears off of it. Uh, the next year I met a, uh, a woman, uh, a young lady at that point, and uh, uh, who, uh, after me uh, chasing her for about 10 months, uh, be became my fiance. And uh, the best thing that ever happened to me, uh, I'm not, I don't know that, I don't know that she would say, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know that I'm the best thing that ever happened to her, but she is the best thing that ever happened to me. And uh, and so uh, we got married uh, in 2000. The year, uh, I do know that because I did that on purpose because now I know we've been married for 18 years. Um, the math is easy on that. So uh, uh, about two or three years into our marriage, um, we had we initially had plans of college degrees and and living some life together, and then having children, but but uh, we ended up getting the um, the child bug a little earlier than we had anticipated, and um, so about two or three years into it, we we um, de uh, decided that we wanted to start trying to have kids, and uh, so Alicia got pregnant in two thousand and two and uh we found out uh at her i think the first ultrasound is the 10 week or 14 week whatever the first ultrasound is uh we went in we were young kids we're 20 something you know 22 23 year old kids and uh we went in for this first first ultrasound expecting excited and uh um expecting to see our little bubbling baby and and uh the ultrasound tech came in and she did an ultrasound on Alicia. And uh, then about, um, then she says, hey, I, I'll be right back. And she leaves. And about an hour later, um, Alicia's doctor came in and said, okay, so your baby has an enlarged nuclear fold on the back of his neck. Typically, that's an early sign for Down syndrome. Could be a cleft lip. Could be a birth defect of some other kind, but it's probably Down syndrome. And um, uh, that rocked my world, rocked both of our worlds. Uh, it wasn't what we were expecting. Um, wasn't what we had planned. And we didn't really know what that meant, what was next. Um, and... Uh, as we went through that pregnancy with Bryson, um, they did actually find out that he actually not only had Down syndrome, but he had uh, two holes in his heart. And that was going to require open-heart surgery. And so the uh, uh, plan was that he, uh, we needed to get him to 13 pounds and three months old, because if he's less than three months old or if he's less than 13 pounds, then when they go to sew him up, it's like sewing up wet, wet tissue paper. And um, somehow, 
some way he uh we did we got him to um the god helped and we got him to 13 pounds exactly uh at three months and um quite honestly um with all the things that went on in my life and challenges that I had gone through, um, I could I could deal with those. But but for those of you who have kids, know that not not being able to control what was happening to my kid was put me put me in a lockdown. I couldn't I couldn't. Uh, it was so difficult, uh, and one of the truly one of the most difficult moments in my life that I can re- that I can remember. Um, Bryson's uh, heart surgery went amazing. It was eighteen. It was eighteen. It was eight hours, um, and uh, it was done in Portland, Oregon, and uh, it was amazing. Uh, he he came through it, uh, flying stars. He's actually uh, fifteen now today. Um, he's a rock star. Um, amazing. But there was a moment after the heart surgery where they had him in a, uh, you know, one of those, uh, in like an ICU and he was laying in a little thing with the plastic bubble over the top of him. And I'm watching him and he's trying to cry, but he can't. His vocal cords aren't allowing him to cry. And it's literally bringing me to my knees that I can't help this kid with such a simple act. And um, it just, uh, man, I, I don't know, um, without, uh, without, my, uh, without my wife and, and family and, and, and our faith in the Lord, um, how we would have got through something like that was so tough. So, um, I think that's what you want me to talk about. There's been other little things, but those are the kind of the main, just big things that have gone on in my life that we've had to, that I've had to kind of battle and and overcome and and deal with. Um, and now you're, I mean, now you're a successful business owner, successful DGA, and and they'll, you know, I know that took a lot out of you to even talk about or think about and. Buddy, I, I just want to say I appreciate your courage. I appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable on this call because there's there's so many people out there that go through different things, and everybody, every one of us has a story um, and sure. a reason why we shouldn't be here, a reason why we shouldn't have a chance to impact other lives and change other lives and help you know other people be successful. And yeah, you've overcome way more than most, man. You've always walked into a room with a positive attitude. You light up a room. You're happy to be anywhere and you're just so humble and and you never well, want any excuses or, or ask for anything man that's what that's what i've always noticed about you and it's it's something to be proud of and something that people notice whether you realize it or not so well i, appreciate I just want to say I'm, I'm proud of you for it thank you and i i will say this that um that story seems um oh my gosh but i've 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 told i tell a lot of people look um things impact people different ways. And so um, sometimes um, people's parents getting divorced can rock their world. Um, Or somebody dying or who knows. Um, So 
just because I had some what appear to be bigger things happen doesn't mean I went. I don't ever want to feel like I went through more than anybody else or myself was harder because it, it wasn't necessarily. Um, um, but the point of it all is how we react to those things when they happen. Um, ha- because, you know, like my wife's parents actually got divorced later in life when she was 18. And it literally did rock her world. Um, she, um, you know, uh, wasn't ready, didn't, you know, it just, it was, it was huge. And so, um, uh, I never, I never want to be in a room and think that I've gone through more, that my stuff's harder or anything like that. Cause it's not, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Um, I believe that God puts us through things, uh, or allows things to happen in our life. Um, and, and, and they impact us in different, in different ways. Um, and so I'm grateful that, uh, um, you know, I'm here today. I'm grateful for the chances that I've had in, in business and in the entrepreneurial world, um, to, to be able to invest not only in, in, uh, my family, but, uh, the people that I work with, um, and, and take what I have learned and the things, the struggles that I have had, uh, the things that I've walked through, um, sometimes, uh, those can be applied to different, uh, different areas. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to take what I, what I do know, um, which oftentimes it's in a lot, but what I do know and, uh, and help other people and apply those to other people's lives. So, um, uh, Dale, on that on that note, on helping other people, because essentially, I do believe that we're we're on this earth to to help and to inspire others uh, and to make a difference. So, with all these things that you went through, you know, my mentor always told me that TJ, you're going to go through uh, go you're going to go through more problems in business than most because you're going to impact more than most. Mm, I like uh, how that. have how have these situations? helped you develop and grow other people around you? Honestly, the first thing that pops in my mind is, um, I'll tell you just a, a, a real quick story, is after I got shot, um, I had, uh, um, I'm also par- I was paralyzed, well, I still am, I guess, uh, on the right side of my face. Um, so oftentimes, and uh, what happened was I would eat, and food, you know, would get uh, stuck on the right side of my face here, and I, but I don't feel it. So people have to say, "Hey, you got some food or whatever." Um, I've learned over the years to just check myself, but but um, when I was younger, I wouldn't know, or I would, or um, or uh, when I f- first got to the hospital, I would drool, and it would just be there, and 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 uh, I wouldn't feel it. Uh, so when I went back to school, although, um, I had all this stuff going on, I still retained, uh, Joe confidence. So I, uh, was actually got up the, the nerve to come, to, uh, go over and ask this girl out to homecoming. And I made my sly move across the room during, uh, seventh period and uh, slid up right behind or right next to her, and I was—I had everything I was going to say. It was amazing, 
And uh, she said, oh, hi, Dale. Hey, you've got some drool on the side of your face. Uh, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, that devastating. So, you should have said, well, uh, I've been staring at you for the past five minutes. What you Oh, expect? my gosh. It was so brutal. <laughs> so to answer your question, uh, I really, yeah. a part of, a big part of what I've learned is humility. Uh, it's to be able to laugh at yourself. And um, we go through so many things uh, in our business, especially um, rejection and turn down and and just that constant uh, having to drive that you can't uh, take yourself too seriously. And you've got to be willing to laugh and you've got to be willing to be humble. And um, you can have confidence and that's fine. And I, I. I mean, I love people with confidence, and I have confidence, but you can't, uh, you, that can never overcome the humility bucket. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. That's great, man. Confidence can never overcome the humility bucket. Isn't that, that good? That might be one of the best, that might be one of the best quotes that we've had on. Confidence can never this. overcome the humility bucket. Com- yeah. That's good. That's that's a zinger right there. I love it. Hey, uh, Dale, this is a question we always ask, buddy, and, and man, what a, um, the ones we always know are good are the ones that we, we really don't know how to respond to because you just shook us a little bit, and that's uh, hopefully yeah. people listening, I know that they got the same reaction. But our patented question, and I, I can't wait to hear your answer, is looking back at, at – you know, 22-year-old Dale, if you could give him one piece of advice, you're entering adulthood, you're coming to the professional world, what would that one piece of advice be? What would that one piece of advice be? So 22-year-old Dale uh, had lots of confidence. So 22-year-old Dale didn't, doesn't need any coaching on confidence. But, but 22-year-old Dale does need... Um, this piece of advice. Uh, never stop doing what's right. Uh, uh, believe that uh, you're making a difference. I love that. And, and, Isn't that good, TJ? What's and, that? Isn't that good? Like, think about yeah. that. Just, I don't mean to interrupt you, Dale, but think about how powerful that word is. One, never stop doing the right thing, right? Never stop doing what's right. But two, never stop believing that you're making a difference because I know that hit home with me, man, because mm-hmm. I know one thing that I do, you feel like you're working an 80-hour, 90-hour week sometimes. And maybe progress isn't going as fast as you expect it to go, right? Or did I make a difference today? Or did I make a difference today, right? Did did we gain the amount of progress? And then you're going, man, but you you never know how much of a difference you're actually making, right? Mm -hmm. And as long as you're doing the right thing, you're working hard, and your job is to help other people, odds are you're going to make a difference. You know, it's going to be in a positive way. And Mm -hmm. as long as you can be honest with yourself and have the self-awareness, and that's one thing, Dale, that I think that you, you know, you didn't say these words, but you said everything around it is 
being self-aware, being honest with yourself around who you are. I just read an incredible book by David Ross. And if anybody out there hasn't read the Davis, David Ross, you know, the old catcher for the Red Sox and, and Cubs and Dodgers, um, it's called Teammate. And it's probably one of the better books I've read. And, and man, it was, it's all about being self-aware with who you are and being able to be honest with yourself and then right. own the person that you are. Right and just right. be who you are. You're you're there right. for a reason. Everybody has a role, and everybody can bring value, and everybody can help. Be the person you are. Own it. Embrace it. And his his book is awesome. And I think it's exactly wow. what you're saying today. It's weird that I read that book this week, and then you're saying that now. Maybe God's trying to tell me something. You know, <laughs> look at yeah. It. And I think the I think the the last thing that I would tell 22 year old Dale is integrity can't be faked. You Repeat that, Dale. In- integrity cannot be faked. Yes. Bingo. You either yep. have it or you don't, and and have it. Um, your word is everything. We've kind of lost that in this culture, unfortunately. Um, yep. It used to be that you could buy a house with a handshake. Um, and now they now want to know your first dog's collar color. Game any cricket? I mean. Uh, so uh, we've lost that. We've just people don't, and and rightly, rightfully so. People just their word doesn't mean as much to them as it used to. Um, yep. But uh, that doesn't have to be that way, and it doesn't have to be that way for. I think that's just an important thing too. Is that um, just because things change, or just because something doesn't mean it has to be that way. Um, I'm going to get off on a tangent just <laughs> really quickly because I don't I know we got to probably get off here. But um, one of the things that uh, we struggle here in, in my my organization is uh, I look at the this industry and I say, you know, this industry has gotten comfortable with people coming on and then falling out, and mm-hmm. they all they expect it. They expect that X amount of people are going to just leave, and and I'm not okay with that. Um, I want to invest and I want to develop in people in the team. And, and I don't want to just expect that I'm going to bring on X amount of people and 80% or 60% or 90% or whatever it is this week are just going to fall off because that's the industry standard. That's not that, Just because that's the industry, industry standard doesn't mean that's okay. I don't like that. I want to change that. So I, I would tell a 22-year-old Dale to be, be willing to change things. If you don't like it, if you don't think it's right, then change it. Be a, be a, like be a, be a person that will change yep. things. So it's good, man. It's solid. Solid stuff, brother. TJ, what else you got? You know what? I think it's been said, uh, Craig. Uh, inspirational story, Dale. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you. Confidence can never overcome the humility bucket. Be willing to change. Uh, I appreciate everything that you've said today in telling telling your story, Dale. And uh, also the fact, I can tell that you are a very humble guy uh, from just listening to you and, and the things that you're talking about. And uh, man, it's just—it's great to have you on here. Yeah, man, it was awesome man. job, buddy. Great job. Honestly, Where can the listeners com- find you? Uh, well, I'm uh, Facebook, um, 
uh, LinkedIn. Uh, uh, I have a YouTube channel, I, I guess. Um, uh, and then uh, you could always just reach out to me uh, uh, on my, you know, uh, my email. Awesome. Awesome, buddy. Well, guys, thank you for listening again. We really appreciate it. Uh, this is the Fusic podcast. You can find us at Fusic.us if you're looking for Fusic gear. Uh, get your hats and shirts and whatever else there you want. Um, you know, Please tell your friends about this podcast. And anybody that has stories, please let us know. We'd love to have you on. So my name's Craig Miller. And TJ, where can the listeners find you? Same thing. And I always want to say after Josh Wicker said your local Walmart Win Dixie, but uh, I know I just said it. But um, <laughs> shout Facebook, out to Josh Instagram. Wicker, man. Yeah, right, Josh. Our producer. You're doing, hopefully, doing well, buddy. Miss Our you. Producer and, uh, does a great job for us. Yep. Awesome. Awesome guys. Well, Signing off. You guys. Love y'all. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.